0: Don't open that box.
1: What have you done? You shouldn't have opened it. You shouldn't
0: have opened it. Open it. Open it. Open it. listening people hello you're listening to spit and polish presents the mystery box <sighs> i am what's in it what's in it well we'll get into that but who's in the box it's us i guess we're physically inside it. we're <laughs> the... the mystery guests of this ep- we're the mystery hosts of this episode yes i am ryan i am Bartek, and we're spin polish likingly because we're always spitting and we both happen to be polish even though the Polish aspect of our personalities does not factor into this show, but our other show, where you say the title on Polish, oh, yeah. and then I'm like, oh my god, what's I to be the not Pol- of Polish. You need
1: to think of a Polish gimmick for this show.
0: Uh, I don't know. You, you, you die at the end of each episode I'll,
1: Polish-like. I'll, I'll react to things by saying Polish things. Like Look... If- but uh,
0: look, this is our show, The Mystery Box. And for those who
1: aren't in the know of what this show is, what is it? The Mystery Box is our monthly show as opposed to our weekly show where we have a physical box mm. right here in the studio. Yep. And in it are a bunch of DVDs that Ryan and I, mostly me, let's be honest, Ryan, have found. Um, the, the joke is mostly Ryan. And we have a guest, or if we don't have a guest, one of us randomly pick one of these DVDs out of the box, not looking at what they are. And when we pick them, we watch them in full. Yeah. Unless there are like multiple films on there or something like that, in which case we watch one. Um, and then after we watch them, we we, we we just leave the room. We start recording, and we talk about what exactly it was. And
0: of course, all these films are found secondhand. They're complete mysteries to us, at least for the most part. There's yes. been one or two occasions, usually at the beginning of the show, where I was like, I know, I, I watched this and inspired it. but yeah, the these are episodes. complete mysteries to us. They are unknown. Yeah.
1: And, and just to be clear, they're not necessarily films. Some of them ended up being like you know mm, what seems like not... a pilot or something.
0: Yeah, but that's not saying they're completely unknown to everyone in the world. Just to us, so we in blind and we talk about him but like you said we have a guest yeah. a guest that had to choose the movie yeah. that we had to talk about i'm going to introduce the guest because okay. they're to blame <laughs> for this <laughs> rachel apps hello rachel how are you returning guest returning guest bad you're very bad because what film did we have to watch <laughs> what film who wants to who wants to be brave enough to say the
1: title of the movie i can say it 3 times Go on.
2: Say it fast.
1: Utsuki Doji Legend of the Demon Womb Urutsuki Doji Legend of the Demon Womb Doji Legend of the Demon, demon Womb
0: For those who don't speak fast I, I demons. demon <laughs> That
2: yeah, was a very a Ruts- good impression of ve- most of the voice cast <laughs> in this movie
0: though <laughs> No, no, it had too much passion What are you
2: dreaming? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so oh, this... I
2: wanted to fuck you again
1: <laughs>
0: One last time <laughs> So we watched Urutsuki Doji Legend of the Demon Womb For those keen-eared listeners 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 out there, you might say to yourself, Guys, didn't you at the start of 2018
1: cover Rutsuki Doji, Legend of the Overfiend? To which we say no, that was March. Oh my God! Let's not panic. What the hell are we going to do now? Jesus Christ, we're flying straight into that thunderstorm!
0: (laughs) So, we have covered this in the past, but this is the continuation of the story of Legend of the Overfeed. But don't worry, guys. If you're saying to yourself, I can't listen to this episode, I haven't listened to your previous episode, or I haven't seen the first one, don't worry. <laughs> you really don't have to worry. <laughs> this follow-up to Rutsuki Doji Legend of the Overfeed has barely anything to do with that movie. (laughs) This is just complete gibberish nonsense. It made
2: no sense to me, and I did not watch the first movie in full, though I did get some description of it. Did it make sense to either of you? No. Not really. There was just,
0: oh, I know that character, but their characterization's completely different or altered or I've just forgotten what they were like in the first one. But... The ending of the first one hinted at a world-changing apocalyptic event, and this one is like,
1: no! We think it's set in the middle of Overfiend?
0: Yeah, I think this is like a midquel or whatever they want to call it. But we'll get into that. Because, yes, people, we had to cover the hentai anime classic Rutsuki Doji, but now on to the second one. Legend of the Demon Womb. And who is to blame for finding this DVD? Because Listen to the first episode to find out. (laughs) Short answer,
2: Bartek. It's fucking
0: your fault. So just to give the listening people out there a fair shake, I hated the first movie. (laughs) Rachel was afraid of it, so she didn't even sit around to watch it with us because, you know, Rachel and I... Are together, so she usually like to sit and watch these, even if she's not a guest. And the first
1: time she came on the show, she specifically tried to avoid picking it. Yes. She saw the <laughs> Warner Brothers logo, and she's like, that can't be Uruitsuki Doji, so she it.
0: <laughs> So then, every single episode since Uruitsuki Doji, Legend of the Overfeed, I have been praying that we will not get the second one, because that one I hated so much, and it even caused a slight rift between Bartik and I, because he liked it a bit. It was weird. You liked it, you were like, oh, the rape is is fair in context of the movie. I'm like, no it isn't! Listen to that episode, but just to give you an overall feeling, I was on edge as soon as Rachel picked this. I literally was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, you were immediately swearing yeah. at her. I was I kinda did so it on purpose. annoyed.
2: Do you know how I knew that it was it? No. So if you look at the case. It's yellow? No. It has a different like style of the plastic divider
0: <sighs> on that the doesn't...
2: inner side. It's it the only one like that. So
0: you knew it was a Rutsiki Doji, so you cheated again. No, <laughs> Rachel, I know you. You're making up fucking excuses for your oversight of picking this you and all, not your silly or right. You oh. also
2: put it in the middle.
0: I shuffle them randomly, <laughs> so I don't get to choose where they go. But here's the thing. I here's was the thing. W- I was it's w- your fault, Bartek <laughs> and Rachel. I'm the innocent one in this. The one who came up with this podcast Listen, Ryan, idea Ryan, and allowed it to Ryan, stay in the box for this entire Ryan, time. If it, if it's it make- all
1: your fault. Ryan, if it makes you feel better, you get to edit this episode. <laughs> you get to technically watch
2: it for a sec. I get to kill myself. I don't want to go on like this. Please kill me.
1: I
0: hated the first one. Bartek liked the first one. Rachel didn't even see it and was afraid of it. So here I am putting it in. There's the old menu again with that killer <laughs> soundtrack music that I'm sure I'm going to audio drop in in three, two, one. wasn't that a great soundtrack? I wish that score was actually in the demon womb cuz instead we get music that sounds like it's from freaking Baba. No, <laughs> 3 2 1 put the Baba music in.
2: It sounds like we brought this up several times. It sounds like it's about to go into musical mode. Oh. Like the the conversation starting between the little demon thing with the undescended testicles, but somehow a red outfit. Um, and- his name is
1: Karoko. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. And
2: the the green haired woman who just repeatedly says different names.
1: In our first episode we called her Panties Girl. And she's still that. <laughs> she's still panties. She's, Girl. I think she spends a bit more time naked this
0: time. No, but she still does fly around by her panties a lot.
2: Yeah, like it's a real it's weird because it is realistic that you would see up her panties because she's wearing a mini skirt and she's flying by with her legs open. So
0: before we started this episode, Rachel made the bold claim that she could give us an easy plot summary of this movie. I Go don't ahead. think she said easy. But... <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure she said easy. Go ahead, Rachel.
2: Green haired man that whose father was a Nazi wants to take over the three worlds Mm -hmm. to do this. He needs to kill the overfiend and to achieve this goal, he needs to ignite, reinstate the evil King, which is a demon, Uh but his plan fails because the demon is the cousin of the overfiend and Mm. Has a conscience, so it doesn't want to kill him.
0: Now, question.
2: hmm
0: How many green-haired characters are there?
2: <laughs> well, I would say that there's one clear green and panty girl is more teal. Hey, you're pretty good. But let's see how good you really are. It's my turn now.
0: So Bartek... We watched the first one. This one makes zero to little sense in comparison to that one. This is a mid we think. We don't know. We'll never know.
1: It didn't... I mean, it technically, I guess, kind of might have a little bit, but it didn't really build upon the first one much at all.
0: No. God, no. This one is incomprehensible, to say the least. Every character that we have met from the first one... Is inconsequential in this one, except for Panties Girl, green-haired girl, who flies around via her panties. She's kind of the main character from
1: that is from the first movie. Yeah, Nagumi,
0: Is that her name? Yes. Yeah,
1: Panties Girl. So, <laughs> I'm alright calling her Panties Girl, we did it last time. Panties Girl
0: is kind of the centre because she's attracted to Nagumo, who is the Overfiend. His cousin. She's attracted to his cousin. She's attracted to his cousin. Yeah. Who, unfortunately, at the beginning of the movie, loses his entire family to a tragic plane crash caused by demons. Yes. Or demon... Did we find out which demon it was? I don't think we do. I can't remember. Probably the Nazis. (laughs) Nazis. (laughs) So, okay. This film starts with a prologue. We oh, open up with prologue spelled prologue.
1: Without the UE at the end, yeah.
0: I guess it's different
1: in Japan. Or America? Maybe it's different in America. Or maybe it's old English.
2: Nah. They, they felt it wrong.
1: <laughs> we were very young when this came out, right? Prologue. We don't know how English was then.
0: Prologue. I'm very So pro-logue. we open up like Rachel
1: said.
2: More likely that I wasn't born.
0: Yeah. So, Rachel, you hinted at or briefly mentioned Nazis were involved. A prologue opens up with some great cracking dialogue from some fighter pilots that never factor in anyway. Yeah. Uh,
2: no, no, well, well it kind of mm. does because it establishes them being above... And then it's their payload that explodes the uh, Nazi base. Where we're told you, it's 1944
1: Germany. You as well.
2: gotta love the Nazi stained glass window.
1: Well, Nazis were like that.
2: <laughs> I don't like. I'm like. I don't know if they would have had enough time to set that up. Oh, the, oh Rachel.
0: If Hitler lo- was personally visiting, they would have spent enough time.
2: Yeah, but stained glass takes a really long
0: time, to and make, Nazis had they? a lot of effort. <laughs> Uh, These, I suppose if
2: they manage to create a twin town, they can create stained I, glass.
0: I like that. Rachel's problem with this whole scenario is, is the, the stained glass. glass that they have. Not <laughs> it's the, one the thing I'm picking Nazi out rape sex machine that opens up multiple dimensions. <laughs> that I, I completely logical. Just, run I by it the just cyborg. To
2: hell. It could, yeah, those like, like, are different. It's just the one. Okay,
0: multi-world dimension. I don't know. We, we, we also got a cameo from old Hito.
1: Unihausen. Is the door to Satan's world beyond your control?
0: (laughs) Hitler, you coward. The third Reich needs my power to transcend the three worlds. This opening prologue, which, by the way, is fantastic, because you open up with Nazis and you're like, oh boy... But it took a little while because biotech and myself, we're like, we've seen the previous movie, so we're like, oh, this is like after what happened in the previous movie, but then it said 1944 Germany, and we're like, oh. oh it's, a pro- it's a prequel. It's a prequel, yeah. but then uh, prologue. <laughs> so, I almost said
1: that, but that would have been right. But
0: <laughs> then uh, this all opens up where you see this evil Nazi scientist who had the craziest, not only is like the Japanese. face. Yeah, deformed. Oh, that wasn't what I was going to go with. Oh, okay. It was... In the first film, what gained most laughs was the dubbing. Yes. And in this one, it's even worse because the dubbing in the first ten minutes is people dubbing for German characters, so they'll mm. chuck in some German words. But you think the dubbing's poor for when they're doing it in normal English with no accents. No, it's really bad <laughs> when they do it with Germans. <laughs> the mad scientist guy, I don't know what his accent was supposed to be. He also sounded like a girl. He was like, yeah,
1: high-pitched squeaky almost.
0: <laughs> I don't know what he was sad. trying to go. To be <laughs> fair,
1: the the American pilots were well American, I think, but the I pilots think... were not German.
0: No, they were supposed to be British. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, hello, it is I, British. I am British. But
2: see, I assumed American because the part of their whole thing is the girl on the side. Which is more of an American thing.
0: Oh, right, because the beginning, we zoom in on that, yeah, on the side of the plane have the girl painted on. Maybe you're right, but also, here's the thing. What really matters is, in this prologue, it sets up our antagonist, who is the son and assistant to the evil Nazi scientist who failed at opening up the dimension because he got they got bombed by the Allies.
2: It was going wrong before that.
0: We think. We don't know. It was ambiguous.
2: We know know because he's just like, this is failing, this is failing, and all of the dials are going all over the place. Well, no,
0: I interpret that more as the Nazis were like, you're failing and this, and and the mad scientist is like, no, no, this is all going right. (laughs) Because he's all, like, obsessed with the evil king or the Nazis wanted something to help the Nazis. Uh, but obviously, well, I
2: assume that they wanted the evil king
0: No, Nazis always just wanted to use whatever things another... for their
1: own They wanted to bully Poland Yeah,
2: They oh, wanted well, to no, bully us This, this is there. why
1: it's spit in Polish yeah, We're leading up they to this moment da- Fuck you Nazis
0: But the prologue serves as a purpose to introduce a main villain who's a Nazi boy and he sees that, oh, I can open up these dimensional rifts or whatever to transfer into this demon thing that's an evil king. And to do this, you have to have multiple young naked women strapped to dildo machines whilst their blood is getting sucked out. Mm. And their life force is drained because it's a Nazi sex machine. And, and you know, in the it's great because in the prologue, the giant thing's on a swastika, sticker, but then at the end of the movie, it's on the Star of David. So, you yeah. know, it's <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Uh, so, the prologue serves as that and that alone. There's no real purpose to it, other than just to show Nazis existed. This also to show that our antagonist this time around is a human who has the ability to understand what demons and man-beasts are, which is very, very, very uncommon. Even in the first movie, it's like it's uncommon. And he has an orb. And he has an... Well, we don't know that in the opening prologue. We find that out later in the movie when he turns up. Yeah, and then
2: we get the explanation for how he gets the orb even Mm. later.
0: Kinda. We kinda get an explanation on how he gets it, as in someone, someone says... We get an explanation in the fact that someone says... Oh, you got that from your dad, no, which means no, no, nothing. No. We, we
2: see the ritual where it becomes a thing. after oh, He already he, has it in no, his hand performing no, ritual. No, it transforms into the actual thing as part of the ritual. That's how he gets control of the demon.
0: I don't remember. Okay, I'm going to take your word for it, Rachel Apps. You really understood Rutsuki Doji, Legend of the Demon Womb. She's an expert. She's found her feet on the ground of hentai. When I plug the, when I put the disc in, I Ryan, said, "Now, in, Rachel, you're an expert on hentai. I don't need to explain the
1: move. <laughs> Ryan, hold on, Ryan. In the like year and a half of you having my DVD copy with, was, was there any point where Rachel watched it by herself? Where like you were away <laughs> from home for like ninety minutes or so? Like any point in the past? <laughs> oh oh no! Oh, 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 definitely. Okay, so the the possibility is there that Rachel has seen this before.
0: And she invited you to come over and watch it <laughs> as well, knowing both of you freaks. Rachel's you so can tell annoyed. because I
1: knew the little guy's name. Rachel's so annoyed that I'm
0: <laughs> giving her these claims. She's furious right now. She's giving me the side eye and much more than that. You love it, though. Because yeah. here's the thing. I... I struggle to figure out how we can really talk about this, because this one has no substance. Here's how I can describe it. The first one was at least confronting. Mm. And that's saying, look, because this one opens up with a Nazi sex machine. But somehow it's got. It's not as confronting. It's not as interesting. Even though I fucking hated the first one, I could respect it on a level for pushing boundaries and at least telling its story in a way that even though it was stupid and offensive, it was a story being told. Yeah. This one, I don't understand the point of it other than this is to fill in a mystery into the series of how how do we defeat the Overfiend? Oh, we come up with an idea in this one. While well, it feels like in the first one, there was plenty of other options of how they could... they introduced so many characters in the first one that could defeat this Overfiend, yeah, but, but in this the- one they need to fill in some mythological reason as to how they can do it. But
2: it's not just that he he's killed. It's that whoever kills him becomes the king of the three worlds.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is this is pointless for me. Like, all of this adding on the mythos here is completely pointless when you're given the first one, which literally ends with uh, our main character becoming this overfiend and killing everyone, and they're all afraid, and they're like, I don't know how we're going to win this. And then you go to the second one, And it's no continuation of that. It's just backpedaling to the highest degree. And the backpedaling adds nothing. Because then you're like, how come no one mentioned this incident in the first movie?
2: Well, we get that with the last line of dialogue. No,
0: we don't. You both said that. I don't understand. So how do we get it
1: in the last line of dialogue? Well, you you told me that I made a mistake with how I interpret that. Yeah. I thought that that was the main guy, Nagumo.
0: So at the end of this movie... Uh, g- g- God, how do we get... get we, we skipped ahead of quite a bit. <laughs> okay.
2: So uh, at the end... Takiyashi, you know, who's the cousin. We, we can just Takeyaki stop I after this work. part. Takeyashi walks away not remembering <laughs> anything that happened. So you can take it that the other characters also... Don't remember what
1: no. just happened. No, my interpretation. I thought that that was Naguma. It
0: wasn't. It was the cousin, yeah. and it, it's because at the end of the movie, the cousin seemingly dies. He gets punched to the heart, but then at the end, he's alive, and he's like, "What happened? Why did I do any of this? What am I? What am I doing?"
2: He doesn't remember so, anything. That that
0: so. Happens. That doesn't mean that everything else in the universe should forget what happened, then. If the Nazi scientists... that wasn't my interpretation. My interpretation was based on a misconception that you corrected. Yes, but I'm saying for Rachel's point of view... No, I'm just using
2: Fantastic Beasts logic.
0: Yeah, look, here's the problem. This one is really boring. And it's before Harry Potter was... Pointless. (laughs) At least in the first one, I don't know about you, Bartek, you you appreciate... uh, anime more than I do. You you watch it. I mean, I,
1: I don't necessarily appreciate this just because it's anime. No, no no, but...
0: I, no, no. I'm saying you appreciate anime far more than I do, but the animation in this anime <laughs> is quite a step down from the first one. I wouldn't you so. agree?
2: What's so. <laughs> <Was> animated? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, uh, lips, eyes.
1: Sometimes not. The hair Arms, in
2: that one scene breasts. is... <laughs>
1: Clothes being ripped to shreds. This yeah. animation. I, I is don't terrible. think
2: it's fair to say that lips are animated in this film because <laughs> they it's are they're like just
1: inconsistent.
2: Like it's not, it's not normal. Their mouths don't move. I don't think it's fair to say that it does happen because it doesn't happen every time. Mm. I know that
1: that's not logical, but. It happens just sometimes no sound comes out.
0: Yes, the animation in this is is far far less and I understand that anime in general Japanese animation is very cheap. <laughs> We're talking also
1: about the 80s and 90s, so yeah. Yeah, but the first one looked great.
0: Mm. Like it wasn't the best, but it looked good in comparison to this. This is like if I had a still image from the first one of Nagumo and a still image from this one, it, it looks like one of those cheap knockoff versions yeah. that another studio would make of this. Like, instead of Pokemon, it's Pokemans. <laughs> and, like, you <laughs> Isn't know I mean? just
2: like the difference between Snow. Like the, oh Wyatt, the Disney and... director video ones yeah
1: yeah yeah it's exactly like that but these are already director videos. Also yeah, now that you mentioned, it, I'm thinking of the thumbnail I put on the YouTube video for our first episode. And it does look a bit better than this it has. Ad- it has atmosphere. This. Mm. I got bored
0: not only from the lackluster story and the fact that this is backpedal the movie, and the characters that we knew—all of that—I got bored by. But also the animation bored me. Like it was visually boring to look at at a point. And this is a movie with Nazi sex machines, demons, and sex. <laughs> like- The sex is the least interesting part of this movie visually as well, at least in the first one. It offended me, but at least it was, like, in your face. And here it is. And I'm sure that we have a censored version of this, you know. I'm sure that our version has cut things in there, you know, because I know with the Rutsikidoji. There's different cuts of these movies, and I'm sure since we're in Australia and it's released here in Australia, we have some censored version of it. But the one we've got is the one we're reviewing and we're talking about, and it sucked. Now, Bartek, as someone who liked the first movie... Relatively, yeah. You did. Ryan, play the tape. (laughs) (laughs) I just played the whole episode. Now, Bartek, as someone who liked the first
1: movie, what did you think about this one? I mean, it had the same... If if somewhat lesser dub quality, but I felt like there weren't as many funny lines. Mm. Like I remember in the first one, I even quoted the thing that I always liked—the recurring thing of "asshole." <laughs> yeah, we didn't quite have as many "asshole" this time, but there was still like you know funny deliveries, just not 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 as many memorable ones. I feel, and after a certain point, I felt like you know it was just over dramatic, and it wasn't so much focusing on the the other stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now. Another thing I've got to ask you, since we both have seen this first one, what were you expecting to happen in this one? When when we when you know when we were going to eventually cover it, what did you think was going to
1: be what we would get? So after we did the first one, I did look up some stuff about that first one, mm. and I did this. It's not as dramatic as it sounds, but I did read that there was apparently going to be some sort of Nazi thing in the second one. I didn't look too deeply into it. Yeah. So I did have an inkling of like, oh, maybe this is like, maybe it's going to follow up the story of the first one by introducing like some nazi stuff that happened in the past or maybe this is an anthology series and it's going to be a completely different thing if this is a mid-cool like we're thinking then i was not expecting that Mm. i wasn't expecting there to be some sort of like by the way this happened at some point did you expect the story to continue from where we had left off i mean if if it wasn't (laughs) an anthology then yes i would have thought so is it an anthology series No, but I I thought, like, oh, what's this Nazi thing? Right, right.
0: You see, if I knew that, I would have just assumed that the Nazis somehow got involved in this because this Mm. film series does not take place in our reality. So why does it matter if Nazis existed in Japan (laughs) in 1989 or whenever
1: the first one came out? It wouldn't matter. It would just be like, of course, it makes complete logical sense. And also... um. Yeah, you know, this wasn't so much a big thing in the first one, but I believe on the back of the box, which I read back in March or whenever we did it, mm. that uh, the character Armino, who is Panty Girl's brother with the blue hair, I from what I understood, he was he's supposed to be the main character of this whole, and franchise. he's probably in like three scenes. And in this one, he's not in it for a very long time. He's in like, three scenes. I feel he's at the he's there in the beginning, and then towards the end they bring him he's back.
0: In- one in each act. Yeah, he's there at the beginning to discover someone has been murdered. He's there in the middle to discover that there's a Nazi guy, and then is there at the end to kick the Nazi's guy's face in. Yeah, but just one in each act. <laughs>
2: but just for... and also the one where he's having sex in a pool. While that's the same one as son. when he
1: discovers the Nazi. That's exists. the middle one. Yeah, but yeah. just just for context: beginning of first act, towards end of second act. So That's a very long time.
0: Are you nuts? Even I can't handle that.
2: Why not?
1: If Takeaki is the serial killer you're talking about, then he's being controlled by the evil power of the demon world. They're good at taking advantage of human weaknesses.
0: Now, Rachel, I know this is going to be hard for you, but there are positives to find in every movie, and I feel like let's at least get some of them out of the way. Do you have anything positive to say about this at all?
1: I mean, there's a universal thing in life that I find funny that this film had. <laughs>
0: funny, we accents. Oh, wow. positive, funny
1: accents, oh good. Positive and have funny accents.
0: Bad sex positive. Put that on the poster, guys. <laughs> <laughs> have funny well, accents. Well, Brian,
2: I would actually like to hear your fir- your no, first. Uh, Considering your favorite character, you stated was the end credits.
0: Yeah, my favorite character is the end credits because it, it it came eventually.
2: No, if I had oh, to, you- when she fakes being a prostitute.
0: Oh, oh, when Blue Panty Girls fakes being a prostitute. Yep. That was pretty fun. Oh, the
1: handjob line.
0: The handjob line, right. that was pretty good because our characters are from Japan, so they're all perverts. I think if I had to give this film any positives, there was one or two animation moments that I did think were cool. Like, on the airplane at the very beginning, um,
1: that is being... Not, a- not the bomber plane.
0: No, no. Oh, sorry. The, the normal... Commercial airline, line yep. airplane that is being attacked by a demon tentacle thing. They did this great little shot of like. kind of like a strobe effect of of purple energy beams and whatever, and you see the tentacle kind of like moving through the airplane, and they they really snap through each frame of that in a real interesting way that made you feel the movement, because the problem with anime that I find, and and this in particular is the stiff animation, you don't get the feeling of movement very well, like a lot of static images, like...
2: Like when they forgot to animate her while the... Demon thing was talking to her. Well,
0: you have to specify, Rachel. I mean, <laughs> that's the whole movie. I mean, uh, what about the bit where the dad's having a big fat c- cigarette and the smoke is <laughs> just a still image? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I don't think his mouth is even moving properly in that show. No,
0: Rachel. But what I'm but s- then
2: the wife, her lips aren't moving, but her dimple,
0: yeah, the
2: side of her lips is what's moving. I think, yeah, there's
0: that little moment. There's other little tiny moments like that that I liked, but not as much as the first movie. So there's the animation quality that I liked. Unfortunately, the thing I praised the most in the first movie is barely existing here, which is the music. I thought the music was great in the first movie. This one it sounds like Baba. There, there was <laughs> it a sounds point... like kids' music, or it's going to lead up to a 1980s musical of some sort. There like... was a
1: point in the third act like where where um, Yarbrough kakayaki is um, walking up to nagumo and like yeah like like little straight like plucking of a violin is playing it's like oh this thing is whimsical yeah
2: <laughs> but none of the tone matches i'm trying to think of
0: other neat little moments of positivity to give oh, and i think when... i at least like the fact that they went balls out and had the idea of what happens if we have an antagonist who who's a human. I thought that was neat to have because, you know, in the other mo- in the other one it's it, there's the devil character guy and there's yeah. an evil this and evil that and then at the end turns out Nagumo's actually e- the Overfiend's actually
1: evil or whatever. There are a lot of human-looking characters in the first one that just ended up being like yeah, demons. But
0: I enjoyed the fact that there's a human who managed to outwit and control the evil forces that dominate us humans. So I kind of appreciated that aspect of it. I thought, nah, you know, I like that. I always like in movies like this, when when there's evil monsters or fantasy things or aliens, the real danger is the human. Got to appreciate that. Now, Rachel, now that I've given plenty, let's hear your favorite things. Something that works. Something you think is positive I to this. I
2: said the prostitution.
0: That's it? That's all you got? Bartok has accents. <laughs> Funny accents.
2: Funny accents, prostitution, and excellent animation for about three seconds of the movie
0: what about the sex scenes though didn't they turn
1: you on as someone who hasn't seen the first film like what's your <laughs> take on the sexual aspect at of least,
2: this like I know that there was far more rape in the first one mm. there, there's at least um one instance of like killing no, no, there's a few instances of more consensual sex Even though when the overfiend is trying to fuck his girlfriend She's just like, no, no, stop it, stop it, stop
0: it Well, it's because, see, she's virginal Because she's wearing white hmm. Which, you know, I'm pretty sure in Japan it has a different meaning colour-wise White
1: means death
0: So yeah. she's, yeah. <laughs> kill me, Nagumo <laughs> Kill me
2: Please kill me
0: so yeah, this movie's a pile of stinking hot trash. But Ryan, which film had better rape? Well, well, well. If I had to give it, it would be the first one. He destroyed a hospital with his dick. <laughs> I mean, come on. That like, was the definition of better. Come, come on. You, More. Yeah, come, with seriously though, with this one, were you disappointed? Well,
1: yeah.
0: What was some of the major disappointing factors for you? Especially considering you were more on board for this than anyone ever like no guest would ever want to cover this <laughs> nor would i but you you were always a
1: little bit like uh we'll,
0: we'll, we'll get around to it i mean look
1: most of it was the comedic aspect but um you know, i wasn't like you said there was a f- story in the first one and it did kind of go somewhere and it, like opened up for a sequel um and not necessarily that i'd want to be a big fan of it but i would at least like to see like oh so wh- where do they go from here yeah, that was basically it, and I didn't get that for this.
2: Okay, will you follow up with watching the other movies now? Because the other ones are not in the mystery oh, box. Thank mm-hmm.
1: God. I think I did. Oh, I, I think I did consider it in the first one. It's not something that I would jump to, but if I saw it lying around, maybe I'd pick it up. <laughs> On the gutter. Yeah, there it
0: is. <laughs> Someone dropped their copy of. Uh, what's the next one called? Legend of the Fuck You. I think I did look it up, but I can't remember. This
2: one has nothing to do with her actual demon womb.
0: Whose demon womb? That's a good question. Yeah, no one's pregnant
1: in this one.
2: Yeah, well, the assumption was that with the title was that it was going to continue on from the end of the last one, Mm. where the Overfiend gets his girlfriend pregnant.
0: Kill me, (laughs) Nagumo! Yeah, hello.
2: And the. That this would have something to do with like her pregnancy and giving birth. Yeah, what, but is, it has no references to pregnancy or wombs whatsoever, unless uh, we're meant to know that that machine is called the demon womb. My thing is, if I had to retitle this, and, and
0: I'm sure that the creator of Orotsuki Doji yeah, is, Hideaki is well, listening well. to this. <laughs> I would have named it Legend of
1: the Evil King. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Because that's what this is all about. This is all about the evil Nazi guy. is trying to get to create this evil king because the idea is the Legend of the Overfiend is the god of gods. So if there's a god of gods, that must mean there's like a king of demons or king of evil, right? Yeah, That could, you know, because in the force of things in most fantasy
1: things for there to be good there has to be evil.
0: there has to be a yin and yang there has to be a scale a a scale to things there's there's a natural order to things so there must be an evil king to be able to defeat the over fiend and vice versa right so he is going to manufacture himself the evil king because he's determined that to be the evil king you must be related to the over fiend So he manufactures this thing where the plane crashes and he makes sure that the cousin survives so he can get a blood transfusion from Nagumo, whose blood is magical, thus turning him into a demon... And then hilarious scenes of the Nazi projecting images from move- bits of the movie we've seen before, but he's projecting them as negative moments. So a moment in the film where the uh, he, the Nagumo's mum is like, I wish we could have done more for your parents' funeral. Turns into, your parents died and that's a bother on us and all that kind of it stuff. It costs so you're, much money. Yeah, man. you're...
2: you're, you're the you funeral died. cost too much, and you better like yeah, that, that, that apartment was... because we spent a ton of money and on it. That's yeah.
1: that's the that's his way of like attacking his conscience to make yeah. him like hate them. Like there's a part also where Nagumo's like, "Hey, you want to ride home?" He says no, and then Nagumo's like, "Fucking asshole, <laughs> fucking asshole, ungrateful <laughs> shit!" And after all I've done for him, fucking asshole,
0: fucking
2: asshole.
0: I loved when he's having a post traumatic. Post traumatic stress disorder moment, (laughs) and then he snaps out of it because he hits his foot on the raised floor.
1: Yeah, that
0: was hilarious. And I just yelled out, I would seat you
1: for living in Japan with their raised (laughs) floors because that's (laughs) the part where you have to take off your shoes. yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. It was very funny editing.
0: Yeah, this movie has. I guess two plots going on. Mm. Primary plots. You have some minor subplots. I wouldn't even call subplots. Like, Nugumo and um, Kill Me Girl. Uh, a- Akemi, I think. Akemi. Was, yeah. They don't have plots in this movie. Yeah, they've so, had their one. Mm. Guys, if you are there going, what about Nagumo? He doesn't have a plot. No. So we're not going to talk about him. All he does is just care a lot
1: for his cousin. That's all he does. A lot of family values in <laughs> this one.
2: really desperately trying not to kill him, even though everybody is like, You should just kill him. Kill him. It's the solution well, to this problem.
0: Well, Rachel, you see, if I can get all artsy on you, it's foreshadowing to the previous movie where at the end he was unable to kill his girlfriend, even though she gave him a twenty minute long monologue <laughs> demanding that she she be killed by him. So it's actually in character for him. So Good job, guys. You managed to carry over one bit of continuity. Bravo. No, so there's two plots. What would you say the two plots are mainly? I think one of them is the green-haired girl is trying really to... Really
2: wants to fuck. Yeah.
0: Trying to save the cousin.
1: Right. Well, I mean, if we we can also kind of combine that with the cousin dealing with his problem, yeah. Yeah. So, I would so say- that's like they're the char- main characters of that.
0: Y- yeah, and I would say the other plot is evil Nazi guy trying to make him the evil king. Like they're interconnected, I mean, yeah. but they're two. But they do run it's on two separate tracks. Yeah. Like when you go from one to the other, it's the it se- does feel like we're jumping from one plot to the next, yeah. even though they intersect and they and they
1: vibe off each other as good plots should do. Yeah, it's the same plot, but two different viewpoints, and those viewpoints come with them different tones.
0: One is an antagonistic plot, and one is a you know a hero plot. But like. Mm.
1: And then the rest of it is just kinda of
0: muddled. You have we haven't even talked about the Green Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> can you men-
1: can you explain to the listening people who is Green Goblin? So the Green Goblin, I believe I can't remember what he was actually called, but he's this giant green uh demon who sort of looks like a green xenomorph, kind of. But also the green goblin. But also green goblin. The first thing we see of him is his face, and that immediately made us go like, oh, green goblin. (laughs) Um, I believe he was summoned um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at some point. Oh, yes, we get a backstory for the main villain at some point where he was like this little german kid at an academy where he, he was a very good student but he got whipped because he misbehaved or something. No, because he, he murdered people. Oh, that's like right. well so like I said misbehaved.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, it's like I can't wait for you to be a teacher and you're you know, like you shot up the entire school. Suspension for 3 days.
2: It's <laughs> and whips. It's implied that he gets suspended for killing multiple animals as part of a demonic ritual because then we see the scene where he kills his principal as part of the ritual where he summons the green god Oh, goblin. and
0: sacrifices the headmistress for whipping him. She's uh, the well, woman. Yeah, like Whip th- this Whip
2: demon to be summoned needs to be offered female human flesh for consumption. For fucking. Because at the end... Well, not the end of the prologue because it doesn't actually say that it's the end of the prologue. So we get the prologue. Yeah, well, there's no main the body title card. <laughs> prologue. Um, and we just get the change of the year to some number and then.
1: X. 1990x. 1990x. So it could be any <laughs> year in the nineties.
2: Um, because then he pulls this girl out of his coat. Oh, the Nazi. And, the and, Nazi does, yeah. And drops her, and then that makes the demon, Green Goblin appear again. Okay,
0: that's another positive. How he appeared was pretty cool. Mm. His hands appeared first. And, oh, yeah. and, yeah, and the, that cool. Uh,
2: the other good animation point was when the useless Overfiend gets trapped in the glass in the building.
0: Not the Overfiend. The oh,
1: that's Armino. yeah. Beast Boy.
0: Man Beast. Uh, Man Beast. Yeah, so
1: Green Goblin is just a demon for hire, basically. Yeah, and throughout the film, um, Takayaki believes that he is like a serial killer, but he has no memories of doing it. Yeah. Um, And we eventually learn that, oh no, it was the Green Goblin all along. No, we don't. No. We don't?
2: No, because she thinks that it is, and then she brings it up to Green Goblin, and he's just like, what? Yeah. I didn't do while he, that. While he's
1: raping
0: her, violently raping her. Yeah, she
2: just has he's a just very- just having a
0: casual conversation. She has
2: a very polite conversation with him. I know your four then, dicks are
0: up my ass right now, but- And then are you start saying,
2: guy? no, stop. Like, she's got the information that she wants out of him, and she's just like, no, now stop raping me. No, okay. I know you got four dicks-
0: but could you stop raping me? I just need to know. Are you a serial killer? Mm. Me a serial killer? I mean, rapist. Sure, but serial killer? And, how and could you?
2: Collecting women for the Nazi sex machine. Because that, that, that that I will own up to.
0: That is that is both him and the evil, cousin, evil king technically cousin, mm. doing that. But Green Goblin really all he does is serve Nazi boy begrudgingly because the yeah. Nazi boy has this orb that controls demons.
2: Yeah. yeah and it's like it, the most powerful object has...
0: in any fantasy thing ever because he can defeat everyone with it. And
2: he can se- It's implied that it can send him back to hell. Yeah, so
0: it's like, the demon, d- yeah.
2: Does that mean that he can send anybody to hell with it or is it just demons? Okay, the big question I'm going to ask too is
0: in the first movie, we get okay. introduced to the three worlds. Yep. Demon world. Yep. Our world. Yep. And The man man beast world, none of those are hell. Yeah. So what's hell? Is hell something else? Because the demon world isn't. I don't. I can't remember if it actually was hell, but no, they
1: just called it the Makai world.
0: Yeah. So what's hell? Because he treats it as like this fourth world
1: that is terrifying and you can escape Maybe from it. Maybe it's just the afterlife of some sort. But it's not super, like, Christian hell.
0: I don't know. None
2: of it makes sense.
0: The confusing part, too, is that throughout the movie, there's lots of Jewish imagery used to resurrect or uh, uh, conjure things from hell. Mm. The Jews don't believe in hell, so that's a big
1: problem to begin (laughs) with. It feels like... (laughs) I, I
2: honestly think... (laughs) <laughs> they just drew the pentagram wrong it was like, that's what i was going to well, say they
1: feel i feel like they wanted to draw a pentagram but they did one too many it was star it, of david but
0: it but at the same time it was clearly too much of star of david and i think it works considering that he was outcasted from these german people because
1: he's using Jewish... I don't know, because he's not really a Nazi. I feel like there was one point where someone said something with a sort of Yiddish accent and we laughed at it. Yeah, so
0: I, so I feel like he's using Jewish magic, I guess. But the problem is, it's related to hell. And hell isn't a thing, really, for the Jews. So,
2: But like you said... Problem
0: number one for this movie. <laughs> no,
2: but like you said, this isn't our world.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Got you there, right?
0: Got me by so my in, own logic. So, in the 1940s of so
1: this world, who were they oppressing? Just well, the Polish?
0: No, no. They Maybe weren't even oppressing Nazis us. The Nazis
2: were Jews. Oh, yeah. And they, Jew were, Nazis. they were trying to defeat the Aryan race. So, Green Goblin, his
0: problem, though, is that he's in love. Yes with Panty Girl. yeah, He met her a hundred years ago, and she doesn't even recognize him by sight, which is kind of funny, considering what he looks like. But I guess when you're... Must uh, have gained weight. But when you're a Panty Girl, I guess, you know, you've seen one green goblin, you've seen them all, right? So, he wants to fuck her? And the way he talks about it is it's like it's romantic. (laughs) But he's talking about lust. And he's also... When I say this, it's not like one of those psycho things where it's like, oh, how... Twist and evil. He thinks lost is love. No, no, he's fully aware. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the way the voice actor kind of plays it is Especially weird.
2: Especially when he's dying.
0: Yeah. He's I just think really like made I wanted to
2: something. do this last. I, I wanted,
0: just wanted to fuck you one more time. time. <laughs> and he has a... I think he begins with oh shit. <laughs>
1: oh shit. <laughs> And she's disgusted
0: by him. She gets raped by him and he gives her this information. She gives him information. And then eventually she's saved. And he's like, She gets absorbed by him. She gets absorbed by him. Then he gets, ru- then she gets ripped out of him by the evil king when he's in evil king mo- mode. But he doesn't kill Green Goblin because that would mean the plot would end quicker. There's not much to talk about except for you skip to the end. Because at the end, the Nazi guy has a giant sex machine in the centre of the city and he expects no one to stumble across this?
2: No, it's underground. It bursts up.
0: I know, I know that, but it's set up to burst up above the ground
1: in the centre of the city. I thought it was like some like multiple alleyway kind of thing. He's standing it's, on skyscrapers. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like between some skysc- skyscrapers and like a little courtyard area. Bartek. I didn't see like streets or anything. was. What?
0: Bartek. What? If there's giant... City skyscrapers mm. that means it's in the city. No matter yeah. if it's an alleyway, I'm not, I'm not, if a giant when you, sex machine thing it, plows so up I, from the ground, it, it means it's in the
1: city. It's gonna I interpreted create... what you said as being like, Oh, I was on the road, like in the city, like where everyone would no, it doesn't, see it.
2: Doesn't, <laughs> no, it doesn't
1: matter, everyone I, would see it.
2: No, it's not in a place where a lot of people would see it, but it still kind of like tears up the ground yeah. and creates. Disturbances Ooh. around. Like you would expect people the police? to investigate mm. or to hear any sirens. Yeah. But even at the end when he's walked away from it, yeah. there's nothing.
0: My problem I'm saying is at the beginning of the movie they set up at least the Nazis were smart enough to make an underground bunker yeah. to do this. Yeah. This idiot With glass. With stained Nazi glass. This idiot comes along and he's, like, he's really genuinely surprised when they stumble across his (laughs) secret Nazi sex machine that's set up in the middle of the city. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that's so... And it's so stupid but not fun stupid, it's just kind of like, oh, they just couldn't be bothered. They just needed, they had an idea, we, we punch, we got to punch them through things, but if it's in an underground bunker, or if it's in an open field, there's nothing to punch them against. Ah, just do it in the fucking city. We already have this, the still images made. Ah, just chuck them in, it doesn't matter. Demon, man-beast,
1: human, you will all perish, for tonight awakens the great
2: evil king. Up.
0: How does he think the e-
1: the cousin will turn into the evil king? Um are you asking me to explain the conscience thing again?
0: Yeah, but like how he thinks that will how he will seal that because he has a plan at the end.
2: So he's just like if you do this thing then you'll have no trouble doing Oh, that's right, like they they, s- they
1: they strapped um Panty's girl to the middle of the sex machine and he told her him to kill her, right?
0: Yes, and then he just rapes her instead. So naturally,
1: yeah, he he does her. He he just fucks her. Yeah, because the idea
0: is, if he kills her, then he will have absolutely no conscience, and Mm. he will be unafraid to kill anyone, including his cousin, who he loves very much, Nagumo. Yes, but but the problem is, you see,
1: this is a movie about family, family (laughs) values. They're really brothers. I know, you, <laughs> I know you mentioned earlier that we it's wouldn't talk about... It's a brother thing. It's a brother thing. We wouldn't talk about Nagumo, but Ryan, he's so important.
0: Because he only serves as a thing to fight at the end. Hmm. <laughs> because Bart's like, this is a movie about family. Yes. But not only is it a movie about family, it's a movie about love. Yeah. Because she loves... What was his name? Takashi. Takayaki.
1: Takayaki. Is that a food? You said that was a food. <laughs> The way that they were pronouncing his name made it sound like they were saying takoyaki, which is an octopus fried bowl thing. He is an octopus fried bowl (laughs) in my mind. But it's a takayaki, I think. But
0: basically the last 15 minutes is them basically all going, Please! I love you! You're my brother! Or she's like, I love you! I want you! I love you! Don't kill him! And then, kill him! KILL HIM
2: NOW! KILL HIM NOW!
0: DON'T KILL ME! YOU'RE MY BROTHER! For 15 minutes. (laughs) For 15 minutes. It's nothing but that. Kill him! Destroy him completely!
2: No! Takahaki, stop! You'll be
0: killed! (laughs) Hey, Rachel. Kill him!
1: <laughs> Don't do it, Rachel! Don't do it! I'm like a brother to you, Rachel. We're
2: That's like disgusting, Rachel. we like you and me. I are brothers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to bring balance to the force, not destroy it. Kill him! Kill him! Do it! Do it, do it now! <laughs> and Ryan, your panties go. I'm Bernie's girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel! <laughs> oh, Jesus! Rachel, stop hurting me. Stop it. So Rachel loved the film, of course. But yeah, the film just ends with fighting. Eventually the cousin does what you all expect. Oh no, I do love him. I mean, he he hits him a bunch first, but he eventually just goes, oh, I do love him. But the girl, she just punches his heart
1: out and then he falls well, she over. She like stabs her hand through his chest. Right? And then
0: he falls over. Nazi boy is like, oh no, I fucked up. So Ryan, Team Rocket
1: away. <laughs> just to just to, you know, cuz we are we, we're not doing this episode as we typically do. I think we, it's fair to say that we we need to establish one very important thing that's very well established in this film. How did Panty's girl and Takiyaki meet and fall in love?
0: Well, that is a good point. She meets him after he's been released from hospital from a plane crash and he immediately goes to the the high school I mean sorry college mm. karate dojo gym area where she's completely naked underneath her um gi a gi and and she sees that he's a great fighter because he learned martial arts in London you see London the great martial arts capital of the world yes and she thinks, oh, I can beat him. And then she proceeds to lose, and everyone's like, oh, my God, wow, he's so impressive. Like, everyone's shocked that he could beat a girl, a small girl, who against he, who this even massive
1: pointed, man. Who he even pointed She's out at first. She's not human. I know, but they don't know that. Yeah, and they, she even pointed out at first, like, I don't want to fight a girl.
0: Yes, But then her tit falls out and everyone's like, uh, excuse me, could you please wear clothes under that next time? (laughs) We are so offended because we're Japanese and we are conservative and not at all sex
2: perverts. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Hey, baby. How about a nice handjob? 3,000 yen.
0: And then eventually in the next scene, when I say eventually, I mean instantly in the next scene, she's like, do you want to fuck? Do you have a girlfriend? Because I want to fuck. And he's like, No, I don't have a girlfriend. And then Nagumo's like, He's my cousin. Leave him alone. And then in the he's next scene innocent after, <laughs> <laughs> and then That's in right. the next scene after that, she's like, You want to fuck me? Fuck me in this hooker brothel den? And he's like, y- I know you. You're not that type of girl. You don't know her. <laughs>
1: You idiot. You don't know our panties, girl.
0: The movie just ends when the bad guy loses, the demon, the evil king dies, and everything's kind of like, well, I guess this was just like a speed bump in the original movie. Like, in the original movie, it seemed like a big deal for him to fight Nicky, a guy that he barely knew from his uh, college, Uh, not high school, college. Yes. Uh, in this movie Ignore the sailor school in, in this the movie. movie you think it's like this big grandiose event that would have been somewhat mentioned in the grand scheme of the first movie, but I guess not. It's completely pointless. And then at the end, the cousin lives somehow wearing a trench coat. You thought it was Naguma, because that attests to how good the animation quality well, is. I was
1: basically uh, I was basing it off of his like baby looking face.
0: No, it's because he had brown hair. Okay. <laughs> and then he's like, What happened? Could it have what been blood-stained did stained hair? No. What did I do? What's going on? She, and then that's kind of it. It just kind of pans over. The Nazi scientist activates. An epilogue. An epilogue. Nazi scientist activates a glowing statue, and now he's cyborg. End film. (laughs) Oh, let's not forget he laughs a lot. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is 40% nothing going on, 60% villain laughing.
1: Mm, Yes. My plan is going well. Now I can begin his training. Soon, the three worlds will be mine.
0: (laughs) Rachel, we're approaching the end and I have to ask you the pertinent
1: question of would you recommend this? Take five minutes to think about it. No. Okay, you can just then tell you us your answer expect, now.
0: Do you want to expand on any more of that? You just want to say no, you wouldn't recommend this? No,
1: she's saying no, she doesn't want to take five minutes. Now we have to get her answer for would she recommend it.
0: Okay, would you recommend
1: this, Rachel? No. No, we're talking about if you recommend it this time.
2: <laughs> no.
1: Can I talk you up to five stars? <laughs>
2: I'm not Jess.
1: How about you don't recommend it but five stars?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I recommend it to people who enjoyed the first one but thought that it had too much plot.
0: Okay. Uh, I don't recommend this. Honestly, I feel like this is probably the most lacklustre one we've watched for the entire show. I think that is set up due to the fact that I've seen the first one, so I had an expectation set. I found this incredibly boring. Even the dubbing wasn't as funny as we wanted it to be. Even I even looked at Basic and I could see you struggling to laugh, because I could tell you wanted to laugh,
1: like we did in the first one. I, I feel like for the first half of this one I laughed a fair bit, but then there came a point where I'm like, hmm... Yeah, these lines are kinda of funny, but just doesn't have the same kick as the first one did. You I, did enjoy the Nazis a lot. You did enjoy the Nazis, you were packing well, up because was... they're Nazis, they're fine. Again, the accents are <laughs>
0: I would not recommend this Even for people who are fans of the first one I'm sure there's maybe another one The other one in the series continues off Or who knows, I don't know where it goes But honestly, this is a real snooze fest And here's the thing too I wouldn't even recommend this for the perverts out there Because obviously We can't skip out on the perverts Because this is for pervy people Or people who want to see Sexy animated things with tentacles This is a market I'm not kink shaming as much as I was in the previous one <laughs> because there's nothing to shame here this is just boring even one of the scenes is just a shadow having sex with a person boring at least in the first one there was a woman who a demon woman whose titties exploded with tentacles this has none of that it's just really lame there's and only boring
2: one sex scene where there is tentacle jiggling of the breasts yeah
0: it's a snooze. No, no, no. I, no for I guess
1: for some of them out there, there is a little girl on girl in it. But yeah, nothing worth sitting through the rest of it for.
0: Yeah. I don't even remember the girl on girl action. If yeah, it, was honest, the, with you. it was the
1: sex shop.
0: Uh, I guess they weren't really girl on girling each other. I know but they were just ne- They were just two naked women standing next to each other. If you want girl on girl, watch the first one where where Nikki has to suck these women's feet as they fuck each other.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right.
0: Watch that.
1: Like I, I'm I not even saying
0: that's that. a thing that I like. Just watch that one. Skip this, Bartek. I'm sorry. Keep going with whether you recommend this or not. I didn't even start.
2: Start, <laughs> Bartek. Can you think of an, an any reason to advise somebody to watch this movie, though?
1: If you are super, super invested in the first one, you have to know what the what the people that made it did next. A completionist. Then you, then yeah, for completion's sake, you can watch it. Um, as for recommending it to someone, if you haven't seen the first one. You won't be that lost. Um, no. but that being said, you probably won't be that intrigued. No. No, it, it's not it's not that great to be honest. T B H.
0: Now we have to guess what year this this came out. I think I mean we all saw it. Yeah. We all know. We all did. It was our birth year, nineteen ninety three, people. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we're born
2: <sighs> ready for this one. <laughs> Probably not me.
0: Yeah, we don't know if... You don't know when it came out. could have been a Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, this is our Christmas episode. Ho, ho, ho. We had a good one. Ho, ho, ho.
2: Yeah, it it could have been, but, like, probability says that it was probably out before the 17th of December.
0: Well, now, Rachel... We're entering that phase of the episode where the prologue is over now. And we have to start the epilogue of the show. There's no body. Just
1: prologue epilogue. No.
0: And we can't leave this room because there's an angry uh, Japanese animator standing at our door, furious that we were not erect while watching his porn. And we have to somehow defeat him. But we can't do it us three. We have to choose one of the legendary characters from the movie, one of the memorable ones. Yeah. I'm sure. Who would you nominate, Bartek, from this?
1: Honestly, I, I just remembered. In our first one, we nominated Panty's Girl because we felt like you know she was very on top of everything. Oh, she
0: was on the bottom a lot in this one. <laughs> yeah. <she> was. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rape
2: joke. No, <laughs> it was a sex sex joke in general. She has no.
0: She wants to have consensual sex. She just never gets. It.
2: And when she tries to do that, she's actually on top. And then she breaks a glass panel.
1: Yeah, that's funny. Let's run. Um, <laughs> I want to nominate Green Goblin because he has some lust. He could probably yeah. show a thing or two about what that animator wanted. Now, that's a good point that mm. you Fuck raised. Fucking his four dicks. Yeah.
0: What about you, Rachel? If you had to choose someone from this, who would you choose?
2: Nazi dad.
0: Or Hitler. Nazi dad or Hitler. Both great choices. One of which I'm surprised Bartek didn't pick, which was Nazi dad.
2: <laughs> I was a, you
0: you would have played him. You would have played him. Or the deformed face guy? Yeah, the Nazi with the squeaky voice <laughs> the and the robot head.
2: Then the, the sun does well, turn. Well, I into feel... Insane.
0: Extra embarrassed because I was gonna choose the elf girl that uh blue haired boy fox in a, oh, with in the a mouse tail. With the yeah, mouse tail. Yeah.
2: The one whose orgasm is magic and turns the pool of See, water. I wanted to
0: choose her because into- we didn't mention her and yeah. I just
1: think we need to shout out there's a girl who orgasms so hard that he gets visions of the future. And Ryan, when she first turned up and she had a unique character design, did you think she was gonna be important?
0: oh, I knew she wasn't going to be important at all due to the lack of pants she, she ter- was wearing.
2: She turns up to just say, I want to fuck. And we're like, who are you? We didn't meet you in the
0: first movie. And she's like, I'm here to get fucked. <laughs> she takes Armino up to a tree. And I, I,
2: my granddad isn't here. So... He's
0: dead, by the way, her granddad. He's the guy who died. But she's like, I want to fuck. It's like Sarah Michelle Gellar in Cruel Intentions <laughs> all over again. So... We had who 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 do we have to choose? Mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards what Bartek said. It's Green a goblin. it's a go, goblin's a good choice. But what about you, Rachel? Do you still feel strong in your option of two people?
2: I want to say a statement, but it's going to be taken out of context, so I'm not going to say that. You want to say you want to
0: say I love
1: Hitler. He's great. No. I'm a Nazi. Was going to be like something like I want Hitler or something.
2: No, I'll tell you after. But I'm going to switch teams and go with... Ryan, don't stop recording. Rachel,
0: could you say the words, I'm a Nazi?
1: (laughs) Could you say three sentences that have those words in them? (laughs) So that Ryan can cleverly edit them? I'm not going to say that I love those German people known as Nazis. I love Nazis.
2: Well, Bartek, you just did it for me, so Ryan can just up the
0: pitch. Oh, I've got so (laughs) many things of Bartek that I could just use (laughs) at my disposal if I wanted to. Yep, Some yeah. of which I don't even have to edit. <laughs> None of which I care about. <laughs> exactly. Bartek has no shame. So we're going Team Green Goblin. Green Goblin, the winniest of choices. I think he's going to go first. Green Goblin's already got an erection
1: here with his four
0: penises.
1: So the animator is angry forward. that you know we weren't erect, and Green Goblin shows that he is erect with well, four.
2: He has more erections than than us th- three. Yeah, than we have. One penises, of which is a girl. Yes. <laughs>
0: And that's Bartek. <laughs> <laughs> he has as many as two, two of us doubled. Double the penises.
2: He has, so, he so has it, double it, penises. I think it impresses the animator enough that, that he, he's satisfied.
1: He lets him into the club.
2: Yeah
0: no, yeah, no, 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 that's it. He he, he moves aside and lets Green Goblin leave.
1: <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I mean, you meant to help us, but and he's then, evil. And then
0: it's your turn, like You walk up to him. He looks at you up and down and says... No shoes. <laughs>
2: no, like, no, less. like
0: it's a club. We're not allowed in outside.
2: No, not the fact that he's, w- he's He's a bouncer. He's not actually Bartek's oh, not not actually, shoes? <laughs> No, Bartek's not actually wearing his shirt, it's just his chest hair combed into Charlie Brown.
0: So Bartek, you've walked up, he's seen that you got no shoes on, which is very, very, very not on. What what are you gonna do to get out of here?
1: I'm gonna put on a very stern face walk up to him, just walk, walk, walk. Then I stub my toe onto his shoe <laughs> and I go, Ugh, and he gets scared. And during that moment, he, like, he stumbles and I also stumble, but and I stumble outside of the room.
0: Excellent. Rachel, it's your, your turn. What are you going to do to get past this Japanese He's getting over the fact that he stumbled. Man. You can
1: use this as your, to your advantage.
2: No, I'm just going to punch him through the heart and that apparently doesn't kill him, so I just get to walk And out. then
0: I'm left here and he's just like, what happened? What went wrong? And I just put my hand on his shoulder <laughs> and go, uh, Rutsuki Doji, Legend of the Demon Womb. That's what went wrong. And he's like, Did I make that? And I went, No no human
1: could ever make such and, a monstrous And then I run back into the room like between you and him like no he's innocent you can't say things like that to him Exactly
0: And then And then we're brothers And then we're all brothers he's now an epi- he's going to join us on the next episode of the podcast in which we talk about the great movie that we pick for that one <laughs> <laughs> Whatever one it will be imagine if we got him Whoever it is just some random <laughs> animator from <laughs> we Skype him in
1: He's like, hello, it is me, Masaki. <laughs> After Urotsuki Doji, I started working for Studio Shaft. Now I'm here. <laughs> studio Shaft? a real Japanese anime studio. Oh, I imagine it
0: is. <laughs> I, I was saying it in that tone of, why do you know that? But then I should obviously retract that, because I know that you know everything. I just picked a studio. I didn't know Classic he Bartek. He knows about Studio Shaft. Well... Rachel, it's been fantastic to have you on to talk about all things Rutsiki Doji. Even though I could tell by the scowl on your face you aren't happy, I'm happy. Hey, leave her
1: alone. She's on Team Green Goblin.
0: Yeah, I'm on Team Green Goblin too, so stop poking me, Rachel. But I take like a pleasure, as always, to suffer this... With you. You're welcome. I will say this was, honestly, even though it was boring, I wasn't as offended with this one. I mean, last episode we had to call, you know, put a trigger warning and talk about rape in a serious way. This,
1: oh, this... I thought
0: you were talking about Betaville. <laughs> no, no, for know, <laughs> you. Last one we had to put trigger warnings and stuff. This one we don't even have to talk about rape. Hey, in the li- hey, hey, Betaville had more questionable sexual content than this.
1: Does that really
0: a Rachel? Everything gets Rachel. It's
1: funny because it's real. It's funny because it's real.
0: <laughs> so, Rachel's been got. You guys can get good on us by subscribing to us on whatever platforming that we're on. Give us a rating and a review on iTunes or whatever one. We're on all of them. We're on the Google Play. We're on the Apple Podcast. We're on Spotify. We're, we're even on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. All those good things. We even have an email. Yes. In case you want to write us something. Maybe you're a a Legend of the Demon Womb apologist and you want to tell us off for misrepresenting
1: this. What's our email? Spitandpolished at gmail.com That's right. So, until
0: next time, my little spit and polishers out there, remember... To be kind to each other
1: Ass ho That's what I was gonna do <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um I just wanted to fuck you one last time.